don't underestimate like how being a good teammate and a good person can open up opportunities like I would say every coach that has really recruited me has told me that um oh I want you to come to my club because people speak well of you and you know at the end of the day I think that's across anything in life you know it's important to be respectful to your peers to your to your to, to the club, to the, you know, everyone around you. Another season in the books, the podcast featuring current and former professional athletes. They come from all over the world and many spent their college years studying and playing in the United States. We talk athletics, academics, and because life is so interesting, a little bit of everything else. I'm your host, Leslie Knight, 14-year veteran in Europe's professional basketball leagues. I played one year in Switzerland and 13 consecutive seasons in Spain. I played my last game in Madrid for Movistar Estudiantes on January 29th of 2022, as I was three months pregnant and not really feeling like running up and down the court anymore or banging in the low post, might I add. Our little babe was born in August of 2022, which means we are officially sleep-deprived and a little off-our-rocker first-time parents. Bear with me. Anyway, enough about me. It's about that time. So let's get to it. Hello, hello to my pod crew. How's everyone doing? December is here. Decorations are up. I uh, I bought a little felt Christmas tree with decorations for little Miss Ruby Faye the other day. Uh, it hasn't arrived yet, but I'm looking forward to putting it up with her. And in this episode, you'll hear my voice is not great. Um, it's still not the best, but it is crazy. Once you have a little child in your house and they go to daycare and they come home with every virus imaginable... And she is completely healthy right now and is just go, go, go. But her mom and dad are literally down for the count. (laughs) Oh, funny how that works. But anyways, something else I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to today is our guest. Uh, She's a veteran in Spain's Liga Challenge where she was, she was there for four years. And now she's a force to be reckoned with offensively, not only offensively, but defensively as well, in La Liga Femenina Endesa. Laura Rachel Howard is here to talk to us about her athletic and academic journeys that happen to be fairly interesting. I'd never heard a story like hers either uh, as far as her recruiting process went, uh, which blows my mind because now I've done so many interviews with so many people, but... um, Life just continues to show you how different everybody's journey is. All the different nuances that people experience. Um, But anyway, she comes from a family of eight children, where I'm sure chaos has probably been the norm. (laughs) Rachel, your parents are amazing. All my respect. I'm I'm struggling with one. (laughs) Um, But here she is, speaking with a very calm, warm, genuine voice. And I really enjoyed our conversation. So hope you enjoy it too. I think she's got a great perspective on things. 
and uh, let's get into it. Enjoy. Rachel Howard, welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you this morning? Well, this afternoon almost. Yeah, I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Leslie. Yes, you're welcome. I feel like we almost kind of know each other, even though we really don't. Um, but because you played for Alcobendas for four years, um, I played for four years for them when I first arrived to Spain. So I feel like we have this little, uh, you know, something in common, but we've never actually, I don't even know if we've ever actually said hi to each other. I don't think so, but yes, <laughs> I <think> you are. <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, you coming on and being so willing to participate. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sorry to my listeners for my voice because yes, the little little babe, little Ruby Faye has uh, taken her toll from daycare. And uh, so here we are, but um, it's all good. Hopefully Rachel will do most of the talking and I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so tell me, like, do you have a first uh, sports memory in your life? Like the first inkling memory it doesn't have to be basketball, but just like your first sports memory. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a few, I guess, that I think of. Um, I think of just like casually shooting hoops in the driveway as a kid, like super young. Um, I also... I think of uh, me and my cousins. Uh, I had a lot of cousins. It was super, I have a lot of cousins. Um, and as a kid, it was super fun. And we used to go to this basketball camp like all together okay. um, in LA uh, where they lived. Um, yeah, and doing that with them, uh, some really good memories. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I never had an experience like that with my cousins. So yeah, that's really cool. The whole family, like it came from my grandma a bit. Like everyone was basketball. Everyone. Mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. it was fun. Well, your dad played, right? Yes. And so did my mom. So did okay. my mom. Um, my dad played at a small D1, D2, I don't remember, in uh Michigan, where he's from. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, she's a California native as well went to Cal, was on the team, but ended up stopping and playing rugby instead. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's interesting. I didn't even, I mean, the fact that rugby existed back then for women too. Yeah, it was, I think it was a club sport, but yeah, still kind of crazy. I'm like, nice mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't know, whatever floats your boat. I could never handle being like chased after and to get tackled, even though like when I was little, I was super, um, like I loved all things sports and I looked like a boy and people thought I was a boy, but yeah. now I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd like being chased and being tackled without padding. No, there's no way. Like, I feel like I would break. I walk <laughs> and I'm, there's no way. You would just yeah. jump over everybody. I would have that advantage. Yes. I know I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any siblings? I have many. Um, I have seven. Actually. Oh my word. Yeah, both. I mean, all from my parents who okay. are together. Yeah, all seven. There's eight of us. So there's eight of us. I'm one okay. of eight. So obviously my next question, which I'm sure everybody always asks is like, where are you in that mix of eight? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm number five, and that is how my mom used to introduce me. This is number five. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. Would you go to these basketball camps like with your own siblings and with your cousins? Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> wow, I, the age gap. I would say I don't think like the two oldest were at these camps. Um, right. It was like, the bottom five, and the baby was king later. But it was all of us, like five of us. My mom has a, an identical twin who has six kids. Okay. And so it was those six. It was the other family, my uncle who had four. It was all of us at this camp. And we would like have our own team, like just the cousins. And yeah, like, you would. Let's go family. <laughs> <laughs> that was super fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so are you guys all um, gingers? No, no. Okay. <laughs> um, be hilarious. Yeah, I have two siblings. It's the three of us. We're the gingers, freckled, red hair. Um, the two of them even a little more than me. And then the rest of my sisters are like blonde, brown. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, such a different um, just dynamic than what I was brought up. But actually, my dad is from California. He's from a town called Santa Paula, which is north of L.A. Um okay. But then he met my mom in Minnesota and, you know, that's where we were, my brothers and I were born and that's where we grew up. Um, but you're, let's see, you were born in Oakland, but you're from Berkeley or is that the. Yeah. The yeah. I'm from, I'm from Berkeley. I grew up in Berkeley, um, but have lived in Oakland the past for a while. So like they both feel kind of like home right next to each other. It's like they're interconnected smaller cities so okay I was listening to a podcast this morning actually and they were talking about Berkeley and I was like what are the chances I'm going to talk to somebody later today that's from Berkeley universe universe (laughs) yes but I feel like a lot of people around the world know of Berkeley uh it's kind of a a famous place the university is well well known what would you tell people um you know, people here in Spain, whoever's listening, like, what's the vibe in Berkeley? What's going on there? Like, is it, should you visit? Is it all it's cracked up to be? Like, what? I don't know, because it is, it's like famous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Berkeley is hippie. Like, it, it is, it has that uh, history and that culture, you know, back from the 60s, 70s. Um, but it's also very educated um, with, because of the university. I think it draws a lot of, um, you know, people connected to higher education that study there and then stay there and have families there. Um, So for example, like at Berkeley High, I feel like I got a really good um, public education. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you have San Francisco across the bridge, which is like a bigger city, more fun, but Berkeley is like just a little more laid back, um, smaller, cute like neighborhood um town uh that I really really enjoyed growing up there honestly so uh, I love it and you went to university in San Francisco yes yes just across the bridge which again it was like it's a 30 40 minute drive 20 minutes when there's no traffic but it's a whole nother world and I realized that when I went there Mm -hmm. um so that was very cool 
when you uh, are here in Spain and people like find out that you went to San Francisco, like what is their uh, primal reaction or like what's the first thing that they say? I mean, people just think it's cool. Like everybody yeah. knows the city. Either people say, oh, I've always wanted to go there or a lot of people say they really love the city. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's one of, my, one of my favorite cities that I visited. And I'm uh -huh. like, yeah, it's a very... <laughs> it's a it's it's beautiful it's a very beautiful city yeah is the university like very uh centric like in the city or is it kind of it's uh it's actually kind of in a neighborhood it's not like downtown um it's kind of right in the middle of the city where it's downtown is more by the water um yeah in a nice more calm part of the city okay yeah. Um, so with your recruiting process, did you like know right away that that's where you wanted to go? Um, cause you're, I mean, you're a fair amount younger than I am. So I feel like my recruiting process was probably extremely different to maybe what yours was, whether, I don't know if you committed early or not, or did you take visits? Did you not? So this is a great question because I feel like I have a really funny answer. Um, I remember when I was like, I don't know, 14 or 15. And, you know, we used to get, I mean, I assume they still do letters in the mail, right? Yeah. From the schools. And I got my very first one and I was so excited. And it was from USF, yeah. San Francisco. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Mom and dad. And then I was like, I literally remember doing this. I was like, tossed it. And I was like, I'm never going there. Oh, and wow. that was because like, I, in my mind, when I was 16 years old, I wanted to like go to LA. I wanted to, I wanted a little bit of a different experience somewhere. Um, and so I was just like, I'm not going to go somewhere 30 minutes away from me. I want to be independent and do something somewhere else. And uh, I was supposed to go to UC Santa Barbara, which, okay, perfect. SoCal, beach, you know, all those things. <clears throat> and basically, you know, Honestly, they kind of did me a little dirty and kind of pulled my scholarship when I was a senior in high school. What? Yeah, and uh, still don't really understand why they did that to me. So you um, were going to sign and before you signed at some point, they were like, actually, no. Yes. Oh, my I, word. Yeah. And uh, aside from this, I also really wanted to go to Cal because of my mom, um, but that also didn't work out. Uh, so I settled on UC Santa Barbara. Um, San Francisco. Huh? You settled on San Francisco. No, sorry. Settled on my plan to go to UC Santa Barbara. Okay. You know, back when, you know, when I'm 17. Sure. making. Uh, anyway, so I remember I'm starting senior year and I hadn't, you know, most people verbally commit over that summer or, and then you sign, I don't know, sometime around there. Yeah. And I hadn't verbally committed, but officially, but they were my number one. I was talking to them weekly. Like they knew, they knew. And then they just one day were like, no, we don't have scholarship for you. And so I was, I had to do real college apps. Like, <laughs> yes. What? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, You're blowing my mind. What? <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was like, and you know, I'm a senior in high school, like I'm, my season's starting, it's like November by now. And I still don't know where I'm going. I remember like talking to some coaches, like I remember talking to the Davis coach, cause I was close with her. She was like, maybe you should consider like 
going to a JUCO first. And I was like, excuse me, what are you saying to me? <laughs> yeah, it was like this whole mess because everyone assumes you're already going somewhere. Nobody's recruiting you anymore because yeah. it's like at the end of the process. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up choosing a few schools, talking to a few schools, choosing a few schools to do visits. And my dad one day was like, Rachel, I really think you should just drive over to USF and give it a visit. And I was like, dad, um, no, no. <laughs> and somehow he convinced me. And I went and after an hour, I knew this is where I'm going. Boom. Wow. Super weird, but yeah. <laughs> what are the chances of that? I mean, thankfully it all worked out, but that's, yeah. that's wild. A roller coaster full circle, but yeah. <clears throat> I can't even imagine. It's kind of funny when you say like, I actually had to fill out college applications because like for all the students who aren't athletes, that's just the norm. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know a little like elitist of me to say that, but it's so my reality, like our reality, that's just not how it works. Yeah. But I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Um, okay. And then in college, you did you major in kinesiology? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and is there any, like, do you think that's still in your future or what, what do people do with kinesiology? Like, cause here in Spain, it's just, I don't know, people do phys physical therapy or whatnot. Kinesiology, does that kind of fall in that same spectrum? Yes. Um, a lot of my classmates were planning to be um, strength coaches, masseuses, chiropractors, physical trainers, everything in that realm of, you know, health and fitness or, or going on to possibly be a doctor or um, a PT. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't want to do those things. I don't think uh, okay. it was very intriguing uh, to learn about my body, very applicable to yeah. what I do now and what I was doing in college with sports. Um, but then I got a master's in sport management and that I feel like it's, you know, it's very broad and I want to do something in sports. And so you probably didn't find that out because I didn't finish my last class, so I don't officially have the diploma. <laughs> 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 okay but was that part of your was that part of your college uh years or did you get your master's online or afterwards sometime yes so I finished undergrad in three years and then started my master's my fourth year of eligibility okay. and then like doubled up it was like a 16-month program so I almost finished it right before my pro season okay um, yeah. bravo three years so does that mean that you went into school with um AP credit Yes. Yes. Okay. Actually, uh, at Berkeley High, I did the the IB program, the International Baccalaureate. Okay, um, that's something new. I don't think that existed back in my day. Yeah, it, I think it was new too. Um, but yeah, super glad I did it. It gave me twenty college credits. That's insane. Crazy. I did not expect that. You know, you're making these decisions when you're like fourteen years old. And I remember being scared because I was like, oh, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> and, and then I did it and it really paid off. So wow. very So who encouraged yeah. you to do that? Like, did you have older siblings doing it or were your parents just like? You you got it, Leslie. It was, it was my oldest sister. She was like, Rachel, come on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. And I was like, okay, Sarah, thank you. <laughs> that's so, that's amazing. Um, 
for Europeans who don't know like what that is or even AP credits in general, because I don't know what your experience has been, but whenever I talk to people here in Spain, the uh, stereotype or like the understanding is that high school in the States is much easier than it is yeah. here. Yeah. And so you can obviously do just normal high school or you can go to high school and then sign up for these AP credits, which AP stands for, I don't even know, advanced. Uh, advanced placement. I advanced think. placement. There you go. Um, yeah. Or you do a program that you did and it's like, yeah, you get, did you take those classes at school or were you going to a university? Did you have to go to a university and take the classes? So Berkeley High is so big, 3,500 kids, where there are six small schools in the school. And so I was in the international baccalaureate program. So all my classes were kids only in that program. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So for example, like what were you, what were some of your classes? European, European his, history or like? Well, I mean, they're a lot of the same typical classes, but I don't know, different certain curriculum or like they're supposed to be like more accelerated or harder, basically. Okay. I remember senior year, I had to take some class called theory of knowledge and uh, you had to like write this paper. And I remember writing this paper and it was, I had no idea what I was even saying. Like, it was like, I mean, theory of knowledge. It was like, what? You're, I feel like <laughs> I'm a philosopher just making something up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But they're just trying to get you to think. Um, That's so, so cool. Though. Yeah. You saved, <laughs> I mean, you saved yourself. Granted, you went to college on a scholarship, but like 20 college credits. I don't even know what that would come out to be on a money scale. Like if you'd actually have to pay for, depending on the university, of course. But um, so you finished in three, then you did sports management. And then right after school, uh, took off for Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Did you always know that you wanted to play overseas or like? I think, yeah, I think I had moments of doubt like anything in life, but I always, always wanted to play professional basketball. Uh -huh. So you landed in Alcobendas, not a bad place. I mean, here in Madrid, close to the city center. I mean, before that I was in Luxembourg. I, oh, I didn't know that. My first two seasons were in Luxembourg before okay. I came. For the same team? Yes, same club. All right. So you're pretty loyal. Or you're, yeah. you're obviously you're a very good player and you must be a very good person. Otherwise, these teams wouldn't want to keep you around. But okay, two years in Luxembourg and then four in Madrid in Alcobendas. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I, I remember being a rookie in Luxembourg and my roommate and the other American was in her fifth season, maybe. So she was very different you know than me and yeah uh, I was like oh yeah it's great here but I just want to go to all these places I want to explore and travel and she was like it's okay Rachel you'll learn when you got it good you yeah. stay and well look at what happened with me I guess I learned that pretty quick and there's mm -hmm. it, it's nice to go back to something that you know so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> did you take Spanish at all in high school or college I, for like two years so like a pretty basic like uh vocabulary foundation um okay. but nothing nothing crazy so now would you say are you able to like speak some or I don't know 
Yeah, I would say my Spanish is good. Is it as good as I think it should be? No, but uh, it's good, and I'm I'm trying. I'm always trying to improve it. Um, so yeah. Okay, good for you. Because I mean, this podcast, you know, another season of the books talks about um, just balancing academics and athletics. You already talked about how you pursued a master's, um, but these six years that you've been playing overseas, like, I don't know if you've taken any courses or thought about, you know, that next step when your career is over, even though you still have quite a few years left, I would assume, um, or you're just being like a student of life and you are soaking it in, trying to learn the language and like, which I think is amazing because sometimes that's not always the case with foreigners who come over to Europe. I like that. I think I, a student of life, I think I've kind of chosen that. Uh, I've thought about school. I knew, so I had originally had two classes left in my master's and was trying to do that, but it wasn't really working while I was overseas. I finally did one of the classes. Um, and I just, I feel like if there's one thing, one of the things that I've learned doing this is that like to just do what you're doing, like be present and not uh, stress too much about what's gonna come next. Mm-hmm. Obviously the smart thing to do is utilize your time to prepare for something in the future. I see that, um, but I've when I think about it too much, it stresses me out. And so I'm just like, I'm very happy with my life right now. This is what I've wanted to do. So I'm gonna just, I'm just going to do this right now mm-hmm. unless something like really presents itself uh to get involved with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um and then I'm just I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. 4 years now Cabendus, you were playing in the second division um mm-hmm. which is also what I did. And then now this year you got the chance to move up to Liga Femenina. Um mm-hmm. How, like, when you found out that a team wanted you in the first division, what was going through your mind? Where were you when you, like, heard the news? Because I remember when it happened to me, and I was so pumped. Actually, the first one was during my fourth season. Oh, you were offered during your fourth season. Yes, which I don't think very many people know at all, but it's fine. It was in the past. We can talk about it now. So that was very... um, like confusing in a way because it was very exciting but I I feel like I'm very loyal and I instantly was like no I I I have my team I have my people I have my goal that I've already been after this season um so yeah it was it was a weird mix of emotions um but I I ended up staying in Alcomendez I'm very happy I did um but then the summer after last summer, when I had a few offers, it was it was very exciting. And I was just kind of like, let's go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I've yeah. been waiting for this. Yeah, that's that's just amazing. Um, so what's your experience been so far? Your team is doing great. I mean, I saw you guys play in Magariños. Um which was a fun game to watch. And you had like at least three blocks that were very impressive. Um, But I just remember sitting there and watching you. And I think Gala 
Um, and I just remember thinking like, look at them, you know, like good for them. They have their moment. They're taking advantage of it. They're like ready for this moment. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's how I feel from the outside. I don't know what you feel like from the inside, but you guys are doing really well and you personally are too. Yeah, I would say before the season started, kind of had no idea what to expect for the team, for me. And yeah, it's been going great and we're all super happy and we're just, we just kind of take it week by week and game by game. And mm -hmm. we're a great group of, group of girls. And um, that's something that I'm super thankful for always. And it's an intangible. Um, I feel like that doesn't always exist and it's really hard to to find it if, if it doesn't exist. Yes, so true. Okay. Um, and yeah, we, we work hard and uh, it, I mean, it's been great. Lino is great. I love how we play. Um, we play super fast, which I think is a strength of mine. And so I'm really, really enjoying it. Really happy and fit all so yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> what would you um, say to like younger kids who are thinking about coming overseas as far as like, you know, to have a uh, a long career overseas. I mean, you're already in your, you're in your seventh year right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like what, what little things, characteristics, maybe even personality traits, I don't know, mentality to have, uh, in order to be successful and have a, a longer career. Um, yeah, there's a few. First, I, you know, there are some that are kind of like straightforward, but people don't always do them. I would say be professional. Um, and work, be a hard worker. You know, those two things, not everyone does them, but I think they're two things that I've tried to keep in mind a lot. But the one that is, that has shown, uh, kind of been illuminated to myself throughout my own career is, um, don't underestimate like how being a good teammate and a good person can open up opportunities like mm. I would say every coach that has really recruited me has told me that um oh I want you to come to my club because people speak well of you and you know at the end of the day I think that's across anything in life you know it's important to be respectful to your peers to your to your um to, to the club, to the, you know, everyone around you. Um, and I think, you know, when I go home and I'm around basketball and people training and trying to go overseas, I just hear so much like, oh, you got to score, 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 you know, get yours. And I'm like, no, that's not actually how it works. Sometimes you've got to be, understand this is a team sport and you got to be able to do more things than just put the ball in the basket um so yeah that's what I got that's yeah. what's fruitful for me I love hearing this um because we we don't know each other but just hearing you say that I'm like oh okay I'm a, I'm a Rachel Howard fan now <laughs> that's awesome which um the game that you guys played against the Estudiantes I think I went back and looked at it a little bit on the Feb website or Canal Feb and the guy was calling you by your middle name yes what's your middle name Rachel, it's because Laura is my first name. Laura's your first name. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, here I am calling you Rachel. Like Rachel's your first uh, name. Yeah, muy español, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that Spanish accent. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm named after my mom, actually. My mom's name is Laura. And uh, I I guess she was excited to name a kid after her, but then immediately was like, maybe this was a mistake because this is my fifth child and there, it's already chaos. So how are we going to deal with a kid being the same as me? So I've never been called Laura ever in my life. Oh, buddy. My government name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he was right. Because I was like, dude, her name is Rachel. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, so how would you say, uh, just continuing in this philosophical line, but would you, how would you say that living overseas for six years has contributed to your like own personal growth as a, as a human being? You know, learning more about people and, and cultures and, and countries and how things interplay and uh yeah just kind of widen my eyes a bit and open my heart a bit to like differences and how to I mean you know one of the coolest things about playing overseas is that we work so closely with people from all over the world like yeah I'm playing in Spain but I have teammates from all these different countries people that I spend a lot of time with people that I have to live with um and that's a very unique experience that a lot of people don't get. And I mean, I feel like I could list a lot of things it's taught me, but um, yeah. just, I mean, the cliche word, I guess, is just open-minded, you know, um, to so many things. <clears throat> Would you, could you ever see yourself living in Europe? I could, um, but I have a big draw back to California. Okay. My heart in terms of like, it's, a beautiful place and my family's there yeah so um I I could easily live in Europe and Spain especially but I miss my family all the time and yeah. I love being there with them so yeah who knows I hear you okay we're kind of getting down here to the end of the of the podcast but some random questions that I wanted just fun random questions like when you were a little what was your favorite board game as a kid? Oh, Risk. Risk. Have you played that one? Risk yeah. or Stratego? Um, or card games in general. We played a lot of card games. Okay. Were you guys a big Monopoly family? Um, we did, but we were we were we were a card game family. We okay. we had one that's like psycho and my grandma used to call it hell. Um, <laughs> fun. It was, it's it is so fun. We still play it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what about a TV show as a kid or cartoon? Oh, that one's tough because we didn't have a TV. So oh. this is a classic lapse that happens in conversations with people when they're reminiscing on their childhood. I'm just like, yeah, never saw that. Never saw that. Never saw that. Because we, we watched like movies, but my parents never had like cable TV. Never. Okay. But you so, had a physical TV in the house. We had a TV and we would have DVDs that of movies. Okay. That we would, but, you know, there was no Saturday morning cartoons in my life. Okay. <laughs> or like TGIF. Was that a thing? Fridays? T what is that? What about? Am I oh, too old? Thank goodness it's Friday and it was like Family Matters. 
uh, Boy Meets World. Well, I don't know, Boy Meets World. I didn't watch any of that. No, Steve Urkel. Yeah, I, I know all the names, but like never. I'm, I'm old. I'm dating myself. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Wow. So interesting. Um, okay. What about what's your favorite, if you have one, Spanish word? Ooh, I really like tamazo because tamazo. I love music. because I love music, and so I'm just like oof, tamazo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love it. Um, what about food? Is there a Spanish dish? Actually, okay, yeah, tell me if there is there a Spanish dish that you really like. I'm blinking. I mean, I I love croquetas, but okay. it's pretty basic. There's more than that. Come on, come on. In paella is great. Um, I think yeah. I ate my first couple of years. I ate way too many croquetas because yeah. I look at pictures of me and my face was like quite a bit rounder than it is now. <laughs> I never said no, you know. If you weren't uh, playing professional basketball, what do you think you would be doing? Or if you, yeah, or if you never even touched a ball, what do you think you would be doing right now? I never so something not well okay if I wasn't playing ball I would possibly be coaching I want to give it a shot I don't know if it's for me but I I want to try it out at the university level yeah yeah I've I've actually had my 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 head coach there still has asked me once or twice and I'm like no 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 I'm still hooping it's still my time (laughs) I, I know is that hard like to be in that position where it's like you know you don't want to give up your hang up your sneakers yet but like for me it's an easy decision because I know I still want to play and so well this is what I want like cool great opportunity might be you know might be a great opportunity but I I know what I want right now and that's to still play basketball so okay yeah okay very cool and uh, three things that you usually typically have on your bed, your uh, nightstand, your bedside table. Namasita. Um, <laughs> a book, generally, a candle, and <laughs> I have a photo of me and my sister right now. That's what I got. Oh, well, that's nice. And I see that you have a California flag above your bed. Yep. Yep. That's been going strong since college. It's very like, it's an easy thing to bring that, you know, just reminds me of home. Well then, okay. Speaking about bringing things, is there anything else that you always put in your suitcase when you come on over? Like whether it's a food item or I don't know. Trader Joe's snacks. Trader Joe's snacks. (laughs) Literally always. (laughs) Just like little bags of stuff? like just they have so many unique snacks and they're I'm just like just throw a few in there every time I come so yeah cool cool yeah now I don't know I haven't even looked on Amazon because you can order amazon.es you know like there's a Spanish Amazon Mm -hmm. um if they have Trader Joe like stuff that you can order and even looked um probably expensive though because I remember yeah, I used to pack peanut butter in my suitcase, um, but it's heavy at the end of the day, you know, and then I saw like, oh, you can actually order it on Amazon or now stores here actually do have um, yeah. peanut butter and it's not that expensive, but yeah, uh, yeah, 
they they got the peanut butter now. Otherwise, I would probably bring my own too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and tell me, who do you guys have this upcoming weekend? Who's the competitor? We have Girona at oh. Girona uh, on Sunday. Okay, yeah. so those are three games in a row that have been pretty difficult. Perfumeria, Savanina, Valencia, and Girona. Four? Before them was Zaragoza. So ah. we're in a row. It's been a, it's been a tough little November for us. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Yeah. Well, Gir- I mean, Girona's definitely, I think, uh, doable. So yeah. it's yes. going to be hard, especially at their place. But Yeah. Yeah. We've been working hard all week. So we're just you know, need to go into the game like we always do. Like, let's do this. Let's work hard and do it. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. All right. That wraps up today's episode. What did you all think about Rachel? I truly loved the advice she gave to the younger generations. But in reality, just like she said, it works for everyone in any type of work environment. Be professional work hard, and show respect to the people around you. Seems easy enough. But actually, traits like those aren't always the norm. Rachel, Ferrol is lucky to have you, I must say. Um, All right, y'all. You know the drill. The podcast is coming to an end. If you feel so obliged to do so, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show or leave a comment. It's always fun to see positive feedback or even constructive criticism. Uh, And if not, well, enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see you back here sometime soon for another fabulous episode. Take care, everyone. Hasta luego.